Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi guys and welcome to another episode of the podcast. It is Valentine's Day, bitch, and happy Valentine's Day from me to you, from me to me. I've never really cared about Valentine's Day. Like, people get sad, but I never really feel that way. Probably because, though, because I've never, like, had a boo on Valentine's Day. So it's not like I'm like, oh, I wish I had that because I'm like, what's that? Like, for me, <laughs> for me, Valentine's Day has always been, like, my friends and I getting each other flowers, me sending flowers to my family. My family sent me flowers. I was like, oh, my God, feeling blessed. So I guess blessed in the sense that I've always kind of thought of it like that but if you are sad or feeling lonely or single just know that it's a fake holiday honestly it's so corporations can make money off of you and your love that's the tea but I guess if you do have a boo like I hope it goes well I hope you're not disappointed I hope you get that good special time and you take this day to treat yourself either way. You know, if you're single, if you're in a relationship, if you're in a special friendship, like whatever, just take this day to treat yourself and to love yourself. For example, later, I'm going to make myself spaghetti. I'm going to eat chocolate. Maybe I'll take a bath. It's also been raining all day here, so I'm kind of like, ew. Like, I don't really feel like doing anything else, so it's kind of perfect. So just having a fun day. Um, also, I've talked about this book like many a year ago, but this, there's a book called Osho, which is kind of controversial. People always, some people I'm like, are like, what's that book? Some people are like, oh my God, he's terrible. Why would you support him? It's, there's some interesting ideas in this book. So this book is called Love, Freedom, and Aloneness. And I remember first reading this when I was kind of, I mean, I guess, not really going through a breakup, but going through like, a, oh, this boy doesn't want to talk to me anymore. And I remember it just helped me a lot and gave me a lot of perspective on how to just, you know, not, I don't want to say not care. <laughs> that's, that's dramatic. Not care about your relationships with others, but like knowing that you're still whole and complete without a relationship. So there's two kind of sections I wanted to briefly mention. If you're interested in the book though, again, it's called Love, Freedom, and Aloneness. And it's about love and like being alone and how we're all basically alone in the end. Um, so he, in the beginning, there's this part that kind of talks about the difference between real love and ego, egoistic love. Real love is always in the present Egoistic love is always either in the past or in the future. In real love, there is a passionate coolness. It looks paradoxical, but in all greater realities of life... No, all greater realities of life are paradoxical. There is warmth, but there is no heat in it. Love makes one less feverish. It's... it's. Oh my god, why can I not speak? When you feel like that one kid in class... Oh my god... If it's not real love, but egoistic love, then there's great heat. And the passion is there like fever. There is no coolness at all. 
But one has to start with oneself. There is no other way. One has to start from where one is. Love yourself, love immensely, and in that very love, your pride, your ego, and all of that nonsense will disappear. And when it has disappeared, your love will start reaching to other people. And it will be not a relationship, but a sharing. It will not be an object-subject relationship, but a melting, a togetherness. It will not be feverish, but a cool passion. It will be warm and cool together. So I thought that was kind of interesting. You know, there's that whole thing like, you can't love anyone. What do people say? And it's like, it's kind of, they make it sound like you're not deserving of love if you don't love yourself. But I don't agree with that. Whatever that quote is, I can't even remember it. But I do think that there's something to be said about starting from within, you know, in manifestation and whatever it is. So let's say you want to manifest love. You want more love in your life. Like, it's so true that it really starts from yourself and how you feel. Because we all, it's like so crazy when you think about it. We all feel something at every point. And we're just so used to kind of like ignoring it or thinking and thinking and thinking and not really checking in with how we feel in the now that it's just kind of like we're numb to it. So if you can check in with yourself and ask yourself like, hey, how do I feel right now and how can I like change that? Like, I don't know. I woke up today and I didn't feel my best. I think especially who can relate if you're about to start your period, maybe you just feel kind of off or you didn't get enough sleep. You're like, maybe you're hungover someone said something rude to you, it kind of triggered you, like, whatever, some, there's always going to be things in life that kind of throw you off from your ideal place of, like, eternal bliss, (laughs) and it's about just checking in with yourself and finding ways to get back to that point of feeling good, so for me, like, organizing my home always makes me feel a little better, gets me back to who I know I really am, or getting ready, like, taking a shower, sometimes doing my makeup, sometimes I don't want to do my makeup, but sometimes it makes me feel really good, working out, eating healthy, drinking water, like all these little tips and tricks you see on self-care Twitter that it seems so stupid. But if you actually do it, it really does kind of change how you feel and therefore how you act and like how you feel like it's just everything. Like it's gonna come out and it's gonna be reflected back to you because other people can like sense your (laughs) vibe and they're gonna treat you. And of course, everyone's gonna treat you differently based on their own reality. But like says... You want to be coming from that point of like chill, love, self-love. So there's that. And then later in the book, I marked another spot. I was kind of like reviewing it. Um, So this is kind of like if you're alone. This chapter is called Aloneness is Your Nature. Let's see. Um, So basically when someone moves out of the crowd, something inside him becomes uneasy. To be with others, he feels cozy, at ease, comfortable. It is because of this he never comes to know the beauty of aloneness. The fear prevents him. Because he was born in a group, he remains part of a group. And as he grows in age, he starts making new groups, new associations, new friends. Already existing collectives don't satisfy him. So he creates his own clubs and stuff. And all of these strategies are just in service of one thing, to never be alone. The whole life experience is of being together with people. Aloneness almost seems like a death. In a way, it is a death. It is the death of the personality that you have created in the crowd. That is the gift of others to you. The moment you move out of the crowd, you also move out of your personality. In the crowd, you know exactly who you are. You know your name, your degrees, your profession. You know everything that's needed for your passport, your ID. But the moment you move out of the crowd, what is your identity? Who are you? Suddenly, you become aware that you are not your name. Your name was given to you. You are not your race. What relationship has race with your consciousness? Your heart is not of 
Hindu or any other religion, your being is not confined to any political boundaries of a nation, your consciousness is not part of any organization or church, who are you? Suddenly, your personality starts dispersing. This is the fear, the death of the personality. Now you will have to discover freshly. You will have to ask for the first time who you are. You will have to start meditating on the question, who am I? And then there is fear that you may not be at all. Perhaps you are nothing but a combination of all the opinions of the crowd. You are nothing but your personality. Nobody wants to be nothing. Nobody wants to be nobody. But in fact, everybody is a nobody. And then he gives the example of like Alice in Wonderland. She's, and she's like, um, I didn't, I met nobody. And the guy was like, if you met nobody, why isn't he here? And she's like, no, I met nobody. And he's like, I know. Where is nobody? <laughs> LOL. Um, oh my god. Living in the city, am I right? Valentine's Day drama. Um, so then, blah, blah, blah. I just kind of want to summarize. This is not story time. <laughs> Reading along. Um, so understanding the nature of aloneness. And it means dropping your personality. You know, we have a... Uh, a different part of ourself comes out around anybody. You know, you act different with this friend than with this friend. You're going to act different in this class than in this, you know, situation, which is normal, but it's like you're you're always like something, like part of your personality or a certain personality comes out. Those who have reached to aloneness have found nobody there. I mean, really nobody. This is the This is the exact resurrection and it certainly needs courage. Only very courageous people have been able to accept the joy with nobodiness, their nothingness. Their nothingnesses, nothingness, what the fuck, is their pure being. It is a death and a resurrection, both. So just like something to think about, just a light Thursday. But I think that's so true. And I don't know, I feel like I was thinking about this. People are always like acting like being single is the worst thing. But it's like, what? people who are always in relationships don't you think that's kind of weird too because it's like why can't you just be alone why do you constantly feel like you have to be with somebody what about you you know and obviously there's you know balance there's pros and cons to each you know you can find your you know there's pros to being in a relationship you learn stuff there's pros to being single there's you know i think just examining the reasons the reasons behind why you're in a relationship or why you're single, you know, are you in a relationship because it's fulfilling you and it's teaching you something and you feel like this is where you're meant to be right now? Or is it because, you know, you're scared of being alone, you want security, you know, you need validation, pressures, etc. Are you single because you're truly thriving being single and spending that time alone and stuff? Or are you single because you have like maybe subconscious mental blocks that's like I'm not worthy of love I'm not worthy of a relationship you know so I think just examining that and making changes as necessary because you deserve to be where you are thriving the most and we can all thrive in this moment if we just kind of change our perspective I think so just something light to think about on this Valentine's Day (laughs) lol um so yeah uh, I would recommend this book honestly I think I'm gonna reread it I was just kind of flipping through it because again I have read it before but might be a good read. I feel like I reread books a lot because as you change in life and grow older and stuff, you go through different stuff, different experiences, your pers- perspective can change. So it's kind of cool to reread books. Even like movies, like I've been watching, I mean, not so many, but like a couple movies 
I watched, like I watched Hairspray, the one with like Zac Efron, because it was on Netflix. I was like, oh my God, I used to love this movie. And I rewatched it. And now just like knowing so much more about politics and just, I don't know, it was interesting to watch it from kind of a new perspective, a more adult perspective. And even on a lighter note, like just realizing adult jokes and like cartoons and stuff that you were not aware of as a kid. It's funny, but yeah, we grow, we learn, we change. So it's kind of fun to come back to stuff and reflect. Okay. Um, something else I want to talk about. I saw this tweet that was like, thank you. Like finally someone was able to say what I've been thinking. And the tweet was, I screenshot it. I put it on my story. Actually. I was like, this is tea. Fuck a happy Valentine's day. We need this tea. Um, so Basically, there was this article about Erica Badu and how she helped create the idea of being woke, but now she says it's being used against her, which I don't know. I don't really keep up with her that much, so it's not like I really know what's going on, but someone quote tweeted it and they said, her beliefs can really teach us all a lesson. This is at Spirit Bread on Twitter, by the way. Shout out to you. You really summed it up. So she said, Erica Badu's beliefs can really teach us all a lesson on the dangers of spiritual bypassing, using ideas like high and low vibrations or universal love, etc., to avoid confronting the realities of injustice, trauma, and power dynamics. And this is so relevant because I feel like so many people in the, like, I don't know, would you call it like a spiritual community or just the people who talk about manifestation and law of attraction, a lot of them do this. And even like, like, I remember, I think it was on when Kanye was on um, TMZ. He was like, it's all love. It's all love. Like, I just love you. Like, it's because, you know, I just have love for everybody. It's like, that's so, it's like sidestepping the problem. Because, like, what do you say to that? It's like, okay. It's like, we still have nothing accomplished. And, you know, that's just like a big example I thought of. But also just when people talk about law of attraction and so many people come from a place of privilege and, you know, it's like, oh, well, if you just raise your vibration, you know, you can attract more money. And it's like as simple as that. I don't know why you just don't raise your vibration. And, you know, maybe you should just have more, when you say universal law, it's so irritating because it's like, it's so ignorant and so like, yeah, bypassing was a really good word she used. Um, so I think, you know, that really summed it up for me, but I think just be aware of that. And when you see people's posts kind of question it and be like, and especially with that whole shit, like, I just remember when I was first really getting into law of attraction and all of that, like you see people's posts and you're like, oh my God, like if only I could manifest as good as them. <laughs> and it's like, bitches be lying, bitches be dumb and bitches just be making things easier than it seems, you know? And like, it just... It's frustrating, and especially when they're, and myself included, when you're in a place of, like, privilege like that, and you're just like, oh, it's just, like, so easy, like, you know, like, all the, like, how I manifested money in a month, videos like that, it's like, does that actually help people? Like, people who literally have no money, like, does it actually help people? And there's nothing wrong with, like, promoting positivity or, like, if you change your mindset, like, here's what helped me, but I think just when people are so ignorant to like other people's circumstances and it's like you already had you already came from like a a wealthy family or a well-off family or like you you 
didn't have a rough childhood as far as that goes. And it was pretty easy for you. Like you had a pretty easy life overall. You know, you never really struggled like so many people do. And now you're like, what? It's just, I got here for manifestation. It's like, you know, let's have a little more awareness of our current political climate and, you know, your privilege. And I try to really put myself in check as well. And I feel like I kind of stopped really talking about law of attraction and stuff as much because I was kind of like, oh, I don't want to sound like that. Like, I don't want to come across as like, uh, and also sometimes it can kind of come across in certain people's posts as like escapism and like, oh, like the whole, like, oh, who wants a nine to five? It's like, why do you have to demonize? Like some people love their jobs. Why does everything have to be like magical? (laughs) This is real life, okay? (laughs) Someone who I love is Cody Ko. Like his, quit your nine to five and like live on an island or something. What was that video? Great video. Like I love him. That was a great video. Uh, But yeah, so just some things to think about. (laughs) Leave your thoughts down below. And then the last thing I wanted to talk about. Oh my God, when you get a Snapchat from Bay Team Snapchat, I can't believe it's like, leave me alone. Why you gotta get my hopes up like that? I'm drinking a green tea, by the way. Oh, also, I've been getting these. (coughs) My throat gets like dry. I've been getting these teas from Milk and Eggs. If you haven't heard of Milk and Eggs, they don't sponsor me, but they do like send me fun stuff like this. Um, I have a link down below where you can get 20, I think it's $20 off your first order in the LA County area, but it's these tea onyx and it's like this little bottled tea, but it has all these different herbs in it. This one's for your adrenals, but they have one for skin, for gut. Um, there's a couple other, maybe one for stress. I don't remember, but they're so bomb. And it's like, this is so life-changing. It has like zero sugar or anything. It's just like tea. But I love that. I love stuff that has, like, herbs in it. And I hate teas that are, like, uh, artificial blueberry. It's like, get out of my face. This is not benefiting my life. Like, I love some herbs. Anyway, check out Milk and Eggs. Thank you to them for giving me that tea. It's bomb. The last thing I wanted to talk about was uh, listening to your intuition. Because I feel like that's something you hear. And I know I would always hear that. And it's like, what does that mean? It's like, sometimes I do stuff and I'm like, glad I did it. And sometimes I do stuff and I'm like, why did I do that? So I've kind of, I came to a realization. (laughs) Your intuition is like when you first, like your first feeling towards something. So for example, if you're with your friends and they're like, let's do this. And your first reaction is like, oh, that's your intuition. And then you start kind of trying to rationalize it. You're like, you know, maybe it'd be fun. Maybe, you know, I'd have a good time. Maybe it's a good idea. Like, I shouldn't be such a Debbie Downer. But your first gut initial bod reaction was, ooh. Or like if a guy wants, let's say you're in a situation. A guy is trying to do more than you're comfortable with. He's like, oh, just like, let me put the tip in. You're like, but then you're like I don't want to be rude like I don't like maybe you know I don't want to lead him on like maybe it'd be fine maybe I'll enjoy this no 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 that's your brain trying to rationalize the situation you need to listen to your first like I swear you feel like that's that gut feeling because it's like 
Or if someone says something and you're like super excited, but then you start doubting yourself. You're like, I don't know if I'd be good at it. I don't know if I can afford it. I don't know if like I am deserving of this. I don't know if I will be able to. Bitch, that's not your intuition. That's called gibberish, okay? (laughs) So yeah, I just was like, oh my God, because I experienced that where I like, I didn't want to do something, but then I was like, okay, maybe it'll be fun. Like maybe I I, like, I don't want to like miss out, but then it, it ended up being bad. Not bad, but just, like, I was right initially. I was like, I should have stayed home. So listen to your intuition, that first feeling, and just kind of be aware of it. Because, yeah, I think once you're kind of aware, like, oh, let's see what this is, then you can catch it and be like, oh, my God. And then you can learn to trust it and kind of play around with it. Like, do the opposite of what it says, see what happens. Do what it says and see if it's right. At the end of the day, you need to do what's best for you, as I always say. Fuck what everyone else does. Your friends. Like, if you don't want to do something, or if you do want to do something, do it. Amen. (laughs) Uh, But let me know what else you guys want me to talk about in these podcasts. I feel like it's just kind of like a little jumbling of a couple things I've been thinking about the past week. But let me know if you want more Q&As or you want, like, people always say more astrology. But it's like, I'm not an astrologer. I don't, like... Sometimes I have something to say, sometimes I don't. But let me know. And again, I hope you all have a great Valentine's Day, whether or not you are with a boo or booze, honestly, bitch. (laughs) Treat yourself, take a bath, eat a chocolate, watch your favorite movie, relax in whatever way suits you. And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye, everyone.